a lot of people try to create behavior change without understanding what drives us. And 95% of our behavior is from the subconscious. So that means at New Year's, when you're saying, I wanna lose weight, I wanna meditate, that's only 5% of what's actually creating the change. Welcome everyone to Heal Thyself. Thank you so much, all the appreciation and love for taking the time out of your day. Really, attention is the most valuable resource. We have had our attention taken away by so many things, work stuff, concerns that don't even matter, cell phones, TVs, but your attention here with whatever you're doing, but at least bringing me into your home, this work into your home and spreading it to your loved ones is so important and it's part of the mission and I thank you for it. Today's show is an incredible one. If you don't know Alyssa Nobriga, you're going to know her. She is a life-changing psychotherapist. She has thousands of students that she trains in her modalities for not only somatic healing, but mental, emotional healing overall. The mindset piece, how to stay sustainable, how to change the way you think how to better relate to your loved ones, how to better relate to yourself. And if you don't know her or you don't follow her, there's such a powerful, soft, but powerful energy that you can't help but open your heart to her words. Now today, we're gonna go deep into this. I, I mean, what kind of podcast would it be if we weren't going deep into the subject matter that has to do with the depth of yourself? We're going deep into how you relate to yourself, how to show up better in the world, how to create habits that you can hold on to, right? We all want to make all these changes, right? And then we get overwhelmed or we try it for a week or maybe two weeks, maybe a month, and then it just goes out the window. How do we build sustainable habits? And this is not theory. These are all evidence-based recommendations, which she's integrated into her own modality to really change your mindset and relation to overall the world. And this is a huge piece of your health. Because we have to think about it. If you're in a world when every single day you're on autopilot, you have blind spots, and you're not knowing what things you're doing in your life that are sabotaging you, then you're going to miss the boat. You're never going to see them. But when you have the tools, which you're going to learn today, when you have the tools to know what to look for, for how to better yourself, you change your relationship to yourself, you change your relationship to your loved ones, and then it changes your world. It's going to be a fantastic, fantastic episode. I love Alyssa's work so much that I'm actually one of her students to learn more about mindset. That's how much I believe in it. That's how much I believe she's going to add value to your life. Stay tuned for this fantastic episode with Alisa Nabriga. All right, everyone. I'm very excited today to talk about some deep stuff. Right? We do a lot of physical stuff, but now we're getting into the deeper, like how are you going to instill new habits and break the things that aren't serving you? But also we're getting really deep on everything that makes us us. Now, guess what? Trauma drives so much of this. We don't even know we're holding it. And since COVID, a lot of it has been coming up to the surface. You feel it in your body. You're noticing a lot more about why you have these actions and what's been happening for such a long time. Well, guess what? I got Alisa Nobriga. And she is on the show. She is a somatic psychotherapist and she runs the Institute of Coaching Mastery where she trains and certifies coaches. And do you even know the conversation we're going to have is going to be mind blowing because we're going to learn today the habits that we need to instill in order for us to begin that part that needs the most healing. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. You know, listen, I try to hype everyone up, but 
you are a very special one. And here's why. When we were sitting down and talking at this party, first time I met you, mm -hmm. I was like, there's a light in this girl. She knows exact, she knows her purpose. She's a healer. Mm -hmm. And now we're on the show and we're going we're gonna to blow the lid off of this. Yeah, we are. I'm really, really, really excited because you and I, there's the, there's an overlap, a Venn diagram mm -hmm. right in the middle where we're meeting on so much that we see. Now, mm -hmm. I want to start off by saying, how long does it take for us to even develop a habit? Mm. The research of this is actually changing. So it used to be, it's at, it's at least two months minimum at this current point. I think it's a little bit longer. Hold on. So now people are doing some things for maybe two weeks, three weeks, and, not, and, and not it's not sticking. Not habit. That's right. Okay. So why are we, why are habits so elusive? Habits that heal us, habits to build a better person. Why are they so elusive? Why can't we make it stick? Yeah. I think it's a great question. I think a lot of people try to create behavior change without understanding what drives us. And 95% of our behavior is from the subconscious. So that means at New Year's, when you're saying, I want to lose weight, I want to meditate, that's only 5% of what's actually creating the change. So most people think it's awareness and then it's aligned action or taking, taking steps. And sometimes that can work, but most of the time we need to do a middle step. We need to go in a deeper level of acceptance. So we're not trying to change out of a sense of something's broken, but we come into alignment through the breath, through accepting our emotions, accepting where we are in our life, accepting the thoughts, knowing it's not who we are. But when we bring that acceptance, it's like one of those finger traps. The more you pull it away, the harder you get stuck with it. So as you bring acceptance, ironically, then you can create a change. And so with creating a behavior change around, say, um, wanting to meditate, once you bring acceptance that, to your, that you're not doing it, it softens it. And I usually find that there's four different reasons why we don't create behavior change, but we have to understand what's driving us. And that's the subconscious. The acceptance piece is so big. And here's why. I notice, let's say I'm walking and I have a pain in the back of my leg. I'm like, oh, I'm really tight. And I'm just kind of resisting. I'm like, why is this pain here? I feel like I want to walk more, Yeah. right? And I'm resisting that pain. I, and I say that because this happened. And I actually was like, okay, I'm going to surrender and accept That's that right. there's pain there. That's right. And I simultaneously felt my muscle, my fascia just open up. That's and it's right. like, hey, I just wanted to be seen that That's you're in right. pain. That's right. Right? So the meditation, like you said, just for example, the res just to know that we've been resistant. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of just like, Ah, uh, your mm -hmm. body's like, mm -hmm. now I'm ready to welcome it. Everything's looking to be accepted. And once we see it and acknowledge it, it softens. So that's true somatically, some type a pain in our body, a thought in our mind. As soon as we accept it, we can get, we can see beyond it. But it's also true for behaviors, right? So it's like, this is where I'm at. And then we can start creating a change around it. But there's also something that I talk about, which is competing intentions, competing desires. So one foot's on the gas saying consciously, I want something. I want to start, you know, meditating, losing weight, um, you know, making money, doing what I love. That's 5%. But then we have a subconscious fear about it. And that's the foot on the gas. So we're, we're kind of making it harder for ourselves. And rather than pushing harder, and we're already having this competing desire, it's about getting out of our own way. And so having awareness, having more of the feminine, this acceptance, the softening, and then having the clear focus and the action, the more masculine, that's more holistic. I always say the first step is the feminine practice. When we're doing the yes. emotional healing, it's yes. a feminine. You have to first be in your body and accept what's happening. That's right. Because we resist so much of that pain that yeah. we're holding in, that subconscious part of us. Yeah. And then doing the work. So this is so. So what I'm hearing is that we're still in this paradigm of like, masculine do, 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 yeah. 
I'm going to meditate more and I'm going to lose weight. What are the things I have to do? That's You're right. saying we're missing a step. You know, skincare isn't just about looking good, right? A lot of us want to look good, but it's not just about looking good. It's about nurturing your skin and being well-balanced from the inside out. And, you know, this world is flooded with a bunch of harsh chemicals that are really insulting our skin, our barrier. And you want something truly effective that is safe. Alitura is one of the best in the game. If you never heard of Alitura, you just think of, you might've seen some uh, black bottles with gold writing on it. It's one of the best. And they're always at health events and people are loving them. And their quality. Alitura Naturals has crafted a serum that is not only safe, but also incredibly effective. Listen, a lot of you ask me where I get my glow from. This is a huge part of the equation. Their gold serum isn't just another skincare product. It's a testament to the power of natural healing and a commitment to holistic health. It uses organic ingredients like jojoba, olive, rosehip oils, and the gold serum is made organically with plant-derived vitamin A, not synthetic stuff, not that nasty stuff that you're getting in a lot of these over-the-counter products. GHKCU and marine collagen to revitalize your skin. Alitura Naturals has been using the best ingredients in their products for years. They've been pioneering the path for what truly transformed skin should be. So if you're ready to take control of your skin health and experience the pinnacle of natural beauty, I highly recommend checking out Alitura Naturals. For a limited time, you, the Heal Thyself listener, will enjoy the exclusive discount, just the Heal Thyself discount, only for you. That's 20% off of this gold serum. Go to alitura.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. That's A-L-I-T-U-R-A.com and get that 20% discount. It's amazing stuff. I use it every night before bed and I'm telling you, I'm on fire with my skin in a good way. Check it out. It's been a long time since I promoted a coffee because there's not that many good coffee brands. We got one of the best ones now on Heal Thyself. Are you ready to elevate your coffee game? And experience a brew that's not only delicious, but it's also health focused. Let me introduce you to Purity Coffee. You heard me review them in one of my first ever coffee reviews as one of the best, and then my second ever one as one of the best. And it's one of the best still. It's an ultimate choice for coffee lovers who, who prioritize taste as well as well being. I'm gonna tell you what makes Purity Coffee stand out from the crowd. Every step in that process is rooted in health focused principles backed by solid scientific research based rigorous testing. They use the finest specialty grade organic Arabica beans and then move on to small batch roasting, ensuring that each cup meets the highest standards of quality. But what really sets Purity Coffee apart from all the other coffee brands is their dedication, is my favorite, is their dedication to purity and safety. Their beans undergo third-party testing to ensure they're free of pesticides, toxins, and harmful mycotoxins, those pesky substances that can wreak havoc on your health, causing issues like liver and kidney damage, digestive problems, brain fog, and fatigue. Purity Coffee also has some of the highest antioxidant capacity. And this is important because we have to understand coffee is actually really good for us when we're getting quality coffee. And the reason it's good for us and ensures so many benefits, especially heart health, is because of its antioxidant capacity. Purity has one of the highest antioxidants that you're going to find in coffee, giving you a powerful dose of healthy boosting compounds with every sip. Purity Coffee is grown on regenerative organic farms that prioritize soil health, animal welfare, and community well-being. They have certifications by USDA Organic, Rainforest Alliance, and Smithsonian Bird Friendly. You can also trust Purity Coffee is not only good for you, but also good for the planet. They have a range of roasts from their light medium roast with sweet fruity notes and their dark roast with rich bold taste. So to try out one of my favorite coffees in existence and one that I recommend to everyone still to this day, I've been doing it for years, is Purity Coffee. Go to puritycoffee.com and use the code DRG for 30% off of your first purchase. That is P-U-R-I-T-Y-C-O-F-F-E-E.com and use the code DRG for 30% off of your order. It's completely opposite. So ironically, if you want to be more happy, it's through embracing sadness. If you want to feel more worthy, it's through embracing insecurity. 
So we have it backwards in the personal development world by embracing the things that we're trying to avoid or get rid of. We take our power back. We feel a bigger sense of wholeness. And then we don't drive ourselves to create a change from a place of division or resistance. And oftentimes that resistance is hiding something that's important. And so people either um, resist resistance or they get curious and lean in when resistance happens. But because the subconscious mind is just trying to keep you safe, it projects fear into the unknown. Right. And so by understanding that, then we can start using some of these wirings to hack the system, to shift ourselves. So if the body doesn't know the difference between fantasy and reality and you're wanting to step into something, then you can start visualizing what that is that you want. It tells your body you can soften, that it's safe, and then it's easier to step into it and be more successful long term. Mm. There's a lot to say right there. I want to go back. So I love the part that you said to be more happy, you have to remember and realize and, and accept that you are sad. That there is sadness here. That there is sadness here. That we're not sad. Because yeah. I think if we judge it or if we identify with it, we're stuck with it. Yeah. And so it's like, yes, sadness is here. There's a part of me that's that sad. it's a part of you. Exactly. That's so right. that's, so that's, that's the language I use as a part. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's a, a, a moment of accepting that that is a part of you just as happiness yes. is because we always like want to look at the light and just yeah. be like, just, just work on yourself how's and be this working? light. Yeah. How's that working? <laughs> yeah. hey, no, we got to see that mud too, because that is, the, it's a sense of more wholeness, more completion when we yeah. see that as a part of us. I, now, now that makes, it makes very clear sense. And that's part of life, right? We're going to have times that we're challenged. And as we stretch the capacity emotionally to be with the range of our human experience, we can navigate it. We surf the waves rather than get tumbled by our emotions. Okay. And then you said something about this visualization yeah. part. And this is important because, you know, I just saw Dr. Joe Dispenza yeah. over, over in downtown LA. I was that with was you. Cool. You yeah. were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did yeah. see you. That's yeah. right. That's uh -huh. right. So, so that was cool. Yeah. Side note, you know, that guy just, he's in flow. Yeah, he is. There's no thinking. It's just yeah. like, yeah. and then I'm like, okay, that's a mind blowing sentence. That's another mind blowing yeah. sentence. You know, we'll talk quantum one day. But yeah. when we talk about the visualization part, mm -hmm. this is very good point. And, and, and I really resonate with this. When we're scared, the ego is protecting us. It, it's right. instilling that fear and say, right. hey, you don't know this. Yeah. This is going to be, this is too much for you. I don't it know. It goes to like it. worst case scenario as a way to predict so that we're protected. But so, yes, it's innocent. And we override that by creating our own visualizations about the topic that we're leaning yeah. into. Yeah. I like acceptance and then aligned action because once we bring acceptance to it, so you know, when I was talking about competing desires, I'll share one way to unravel this and then bring in visualization or something like that can make it easier to act on. So if, you know, I had a woman come to see me who wanted to lose 45 pounds. She said her doctor said she was overweight and she had been, she's like, I'm waking up, kind of going at it this masculine way. I'm waking up before I am, I'm meditating, yeah. I'm working out, yeah. but I just keep emotionally overeating. And I said, what do you fear would happen if you lost the weight? And she's like, Alyssa, I don't fear anything would happen. I just want to lose the weight. And I said, humor me for a moment. Get mindful, slow down. If you lose the weight, you fear. And she realized that she was scared to be attractive to men again because she was so hurt by her divorce. She hadn't processed the pain. And so the weight was a protection. And so when we're not judging something, then we can start to hear the wisdom within it. It starts to soften us. And so we don't have to, again, push harder. It's about getting out of our own way. And so once she had greater awareness, then she could create that safety within her own emotional body and then still move forward with her game plan, her action strategy. But most people skip the aligned or the acceptance place and go to aligned action. And so then using visualization after doing deeper work and acceptance, so we feel a sense of wholeness and our behaviors are being driven by 
desire and play rather than division and not feeling worthy or something else that's un unraveled within us, then the subconscious reprogramming work is great with visualization, you know, but that's not enough on it, on its own either, in my mm -hmm. opinion. So for the example, back to this woman mm -hmm. who actually accepted, whoa, hold on, this is, this is my subconscious program that's kind of pushing this experience that I'm having. Yeah. You're saying that once that acceptance is there, now she can visualize how not only safe, but attractive it can be to be fully her. Yeah. And so, how she can welcome in a man and, and an empowered man. And feel safe. And feel safe. That's right. So I supported her in learning how to navigate her emotions because most of us never were taught that yeah. emotions only take 90 seconds to move through the body. Neuroscientists have found this before it's gone. So if you're feeling an emotion longer than that, yeah. you're just thinking about it, yeah. right? You're ruminating or you're identified with it. So teaching her how to navigate her emotions, be the loving presence or be the safety guard for the part of her that was scared, start questioning the misunderstanding that this was something that would be bad if she equated love and pain. So we started questioning that and then taking a, a game plan, a strategic plan makes sense mm. or using the visualization from there makes sense, but not from the division of... Uh, the emotional eating was just having her loop because she was scared of something, right? So yeah. we also have to want it more than we fear it. Mm -hmm. And so doing the work to question the fears that we're projecting in the future makes it easier to create sustainable change. Mm. Now, doesn't that sound much better than I wake up, I meditate, I work out, I yeah. drink my smoothie, I don't <laughs> so, understand what's happening, right? Yeah. Same, I've seen things like that. Yeah. Be and we noticed that stubborn weight loss, when you're doing all the things right and you mm -hmm. know, you're metabolism is looking good and everything's fine. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. There's an emotional component. That's right. Deep one too. Yeah. Um, and, and I love that we went there. So you mentioned, now I want to wind for a second. You said four steps or, or four, yeah. four, four keys. Yeah. What, 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 what was Competing that desires is one of them where it's like foot on the gas, foot on the brakes. The one we were just talking about. Another way you could, I like to use a frame is helping people claim the results that they're creating. So if they're like, I'm really busy in my life and I want to create spaciousness so I can be with my kids. I'll have them choose, say, I choose being busy, right? And then get curious to why that might be. And then they get hit with their own truth, like, oh yeah, I'm distracting myself from by working, but so that I don't have to deal with the relationship problems, my marriage problems. Yeah. So as long as they're honest with themselves, we can ask really powerful prompts to help them hear their own wisdom. So not being a victim to it, but to say, I choose whatever the results that I'm creating in my life helps elicit their own wisdom. So the competing desires is one. The other one is you have to want it more than you fear it. Yeah. So questioning the the fears. Um the another one is to having an insight around something. So oftentimes we're presented in earth school with different life lessons. And so rather than resisting it, having a more empowered thought is what is this here to teach me? Or what can I learn from this? How can I use this for my growth? And again, just like the finger trap, if we're not judging it or pushing it away, we can unravel the wisdom. And so it changes our relationship with it. And I always say, if you change your relationship with the blocks, the blocks change. Yeah. So it doesn't even need to be different out there. It's just your relationship needs to be shifted mm -hmm. and you get your power back. Yeah. That's what it is. This is all about em the empowerment of, wait That's a minute, I'm consciously right. creating this experience. That's right. I'm deeply connected with whatever subconscious fears that are driving this. Wait a minute, it's always been about me, yeah, right? Yeah. We love to look outside of us and be like, well, you know what, my ex-husband, and, and that's that's why, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. What about your experience? What that's about right. your fears? What about your subconscious? Right. And even asking, like you said, okay, what's happening here, yeah. right? Like what's, how am I, am I what, what am I choosing in this experience? Yeah. Because 
you're right. Those blocks do fall. Yeah. They, it's like, it's like they're there and then like, they're not as big or they're, they're not in the way anymore or they just fall out of the way. That's right. It's just like, you're back in your flow and my God, it feels so good to feel empowered. Yeah. Yeah. It feels so good. Cause you're just like, okay, well this came up and it is cool. How do I, I acceptance. Mm-hmm. I have acceptance towards right. it and flow through it. That's right. But now let's go back to, to, to the deep stuff, the subconscious that we're holding in. Mm-hmm. Does that happen early on when, when we're children? Is yeah. that part of the experience in our family household? Where are these stories being sort of just seeded in? So I, I think the current science is saying it's actually when you're in the womb. And we were talking wow. about the power of the belly. So when you're, you know, and I used to be a somatic psychotherapist and some of my colleagues would do a pre and perinatal psychotherapy. So a lot about your birth story. And they used to say the way that you were born sets the tone for your life. So for example, for me, I was almost born in the car on the way to the hospital and I came out of the womb with like a briefcase ready to go. Like, you know, I was, that's my pace in life. So it matches, but people can try that on for themselves. But they're saying that a lot of this is in the womb up to three years old. Research used to say seven years. So I I mean, I think we're still, our brain is still developing until we're 25. And because of neuroplasticity, we can change and shift. That's the beautiful thing. If we're unconscious, then we're just programmed. But the more we're awake to seeing what was the programming that I created or I got passed down through my lineage and collectively and unconsciously, then we can wake up out of those paradigms. But Mm -hmm. some of the research is young. Young. Mm -hmm. And and so we're having this sort of somatic experience with trauma. Let's say mama is super stressed. She's in a super stressful job and her husband or partner is verbally abusive. Yeah. Or has like three other kids that she's raising as well. At the same time. And they're, so, so you're saying all of those hormones, all those signals Mm -hmm. are are, are experienced through the placenta and the baby's body is just feeling it. That, that is what, that's what current research is sharing. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And then, and then, and then as we come out the womb and we go up to three years old, what if we grow up in a household that's unsafe? Yeah. What if not only was being in the womb really stressful, yeah. and then we, we were shot out and it's a stressful environment and there's people yelling and lights and everything, and then up to the ages of three or seven, yeah. how does that family unit affect us long-term? Well, there's coping strategies we use to create safety and a sense of belonging and love. So individually, the family unit affects it, right? So if there's usually a scapegoat, you know, the families kind of balance each other out in a way. But on an individual level, being in that family system, usually we have common ways that we look for safety, love, attention in the world. And so some of us leave we leave our body, we check out mentally as a way to create safety because maybe we couldn't do that when we were in our family system. It was, we needed to depend on our parents for survival, Mm -hmm. but our parents weren't emotionally okay. They weren't processing themselves, let alone teaching us how to be emotionally intelligent. So uh, we leave, we check out. Other people get aggressive as a way to try to control the environment so that they're safe. There's a lot of different coping strategies and all of them, I think my biggest thing is as we do this personal development work, we get more aware of what our conditioning is. I think it's important to have a compassionate lens that this was the best way that I knew how to take care of myself, or this was the best way my parents knew how to do that. It doesn't condone abuse physically or verbally, and yet we can still learn how to set boundaries for ourselves without judging the person that 
hurt us or harmed us in the process because they were also probably affected by yeah. their own unconscious parenting as well. And yeah. so it gets to stop with us. And and what I'm hearing is the acceptance part. That's right. Again, that's, that's right. the theme of acceptance yes. coming up. It's it's like, this is how I coped that's and it's right. cool. And, and if, it worked. And, yeah. And it worked. And even if it caused stress for me in my 15, 20, 25, 30 years, it's still, yeah. I understand that and I accept it. And then that's right. you also have the power to move through that. That's right. And you can more easily move through it when you accept it, ironically. Yeah. When you accept something, then it can change. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, oh, this this pattern that has me leave when it gets challenging in relationship is just my safety strategy. And so how can, once I see it, I become aware of it, how can I learn to create that safety for that part of me and still move forward in that relationship without just leaving so I can have intimate relationships in the ways that I want, um, but I do it in a more conscious way mm. instead of blaming my parents. Because if we blame, it's like yeah. locking ourselves in a, in a room and just throwing away the key. We have no power. We can't change what happens out there, but we can change how we respond to it and how we create that safety with inside of ourselves. Mm. And, and and when we cope with these mechanisms throughout life, yeah. unconsciously not accepting that they're there, actually not even realizing that they're there, we're just doing it for so many years. Mm -hmm. Do they show up in the relationships we have yeah, in our twenties, thirties? All of a sudden, we got married. Yeah. And how do they begin to show up? What do we start seeing in in these relationships? So I used to be a, a couples therapist, Perfect. and I now it's more common that you know we attract somebody that was mirroring one of the parents we had issues with. So for example, if I had an emotionally, this isn't my case, but if I had emotionally unavailable father, then I would be attracted to an emotionally available partner. Uh, let's say it's a man. But we don't have to judge that again. We can become more aware of it. My experience is that we attract those things and we kind of have this dopamine hit. So we are, and, and um, it's kind of nature's way of like a bait and switch. In my experience, it's like fall in love. The honeymoon phase, like get connected and then it will reveal what's looking to be healed within us. And when you understand what you're unconsciously playing out, how you're there to help each other heal, then you don't have to take it personally in relationship and you can hold space for each other to, to support their healing. You can also do it if you're in a, not in a relationship or you're in a relationship with somebody that still isn't emotionally available or able to do it. But again, because the subconscious thinks what's familiar is safe, even if it's not, that's why we attract the emotional unavailability. But that there's a level of relationships where I think most people are that are about com coming together to help each other heal. Mm. And once you've done some of the healing work and there's a really solid foundation, then it's just about sharing and love, co-creating. It's yeah. more, and the, one stage isn't better than the other. Just think of like kindergarten and, and graduate school. You need to go to, through kindergarten to get to graduate school. So what I always would tell people is whatever their stuff is that's getting activated in relationship, they didn't give it to you, but they activated it within you. Yeah. Use it to, to learn how to heal it within you so you don't have to keep playing it out and projecting onto different people or situations. And those people could be your coworkers, your family, your partner, your friends. Like as we learn these tools, we can go to the root and we experience more freedom and relationships become more enlightened more yeah. light filled mm -hmm. the the so this is why someone who grows up in a physically abusive household that let's say daughter may grow up and attract a physically abusive mm -hmm. set of boyfriends mm -hmm. yeah over and over and over uh and th what you said that resonated was the what's what's 
familiar is comfortable. Yeah. Even if it's not healthy. Yeah. They, we, the subconscious thinks it's safe. It's safe. Yeah. Even though it's not safe. No, that's right. But we've accepted it as normal that's and right. safe. This that's is how right. I grew up. It's, yeah. it's it's part of what love is. It's how it looks. That's that's right. That's wow. what they think. So, so and and it's like that we're looking for resolving an unmet need. So if we had an unmet need in childhood, life will keep presenting people in situations to to help wake that part up inside of us so that we can have that missing experience healed. That's really the name of the game. And so whether you choose to work that out in partnership or you work that out within yourself, either way is the same. So I'll give an example of my own personal life to ground this. So I'll, I'll kind of out my husband here. So um, my husband growing up, his dad was a very su successful man on a running a big company and he was really busy. And so my husband at the time thought, you know, unconsciously his little boy was like, oh, he's too busy for me or I'm not important enough. And then later ended up marrying a woman, me, who at one point was growing my business, yeah. got busy. busy. It brought up his, oh, I'm not important. I don't feel special. And so as he shared that vulnerably and beautifully with me, I was able to hold space for him to, to be able to care for his little one uh, and to support that one in healing through, you know, letting just with meeting it with love, meeting it with acceptance. And we do that for each other, right? Um, it goes both ways. I only shared about my husband's angle. Right. But if I know that, then when he's getting triggered about what I'm doing, I know it triggers something in the past, not just what's going on in the present moment. Right. And so as we help each other heal, or if we're single, we can do it with a therapist, a coach, or a friend that's conscious enough to hold mm -hmm. space. Mm -hmm. We can meet those parts of us that don't feel important or don't feel worthy or don't feel loved or chosen. And ironically, that's the medicine that they were looking for. You know, when it comes to overall health, the little daily habits can make a huge difference. Take flossing, for example. Seems like such a minor thing, right? But taking good care of your teeth and gums does way more than just prevent cavities and bad breath. Emerging research shows that it can actually support whole body health and may even prevent cognitive decline as you age. That's wild, right? That's why... I'm really excited to tell you about this awesome company called Slate and their game-changing three-in-one electric flosser. It's the only product out there that flosses your teeth, massages your gums, and even scrapes your tongue to remove bacteria to promote fresher breath. I've been using the Slate flosser for about a month now, and I'm hooked. Unlike regular floss picks that you have to jam into your mouth, this electric flosser does all the work for you with 12,000 sonic vibrations per minute, really cleaning out them gums. The innovative gum sweeps Give your gums a gentle massage to increase circulation too. And let's not forget the built-in tongue scraper to help zap bad breath at the source. So to start one of the easiest and healthiest daily habits with the Slate Electric Flosser, go to slateflosser.com and use the code DRG to get 10% off of your very own flosser. That's 10% off of your easy-to-use Slate Electric Flosser at slateflosser.com slash DRG, S-L-A-T-E-F-L-O-S-S-E-R.com. And the code is DRG. You know, living a long life is great. It is. We all want to live longer. But what's even better is living those years in good health, right? Free of the chronic diseases and the ailments. Unfortunately for many, the gap between lifespan and health span is way too wide. And we spent our last years ill, not enjoying our life to the fullest. And that's why I'm always into research-based products, quality supplements that are coming out to you, the highest, the best of the best, some of the best rigorously tested supplements. And one of my favorite companies across the board is Momentus. And they have two that I use every single day creatine and collagen. These are the two powerhouses at work. I've been opened and I've been working out more four times a week. I'm lifting heavy weights. And these are staples 
and I, and not just me, I think everyone should be out working out building muscle staples to muscle repair and muscle growth. But what sets Momentus apart from the rest is its clinically researched formulas. For the collagen, it delivers 15 grams of collagen, supporting your body in various ways. And it's not just one type of collagen, it's all the types of collagen, right? A lot of companies just have one type of collagen. You want all the types of your body's absorbing and utilizing this collagen the way you desire the body to use it. But boy, oh boy, the gold standard for working out, if you're not on this, you don't even have to be working out. You can use it for your brain. It's creatine. Momentous creatine is fantastic. There's no fillers, no additive, pure, effective ingredients you can trust. Trust is everything when it comes to supplements. Momentous third-party test. There's no surprises. What you see on the package is what you get. So if you're like me, you want to feel your body with the best of the best, go to livemomentous.com and use the code DRG for 15% off of creatine and collagen and all their top-notch products. That is L-I-V-E-M-O-M-E-N-T-O-U-S.com with the code DRG for your discount. What a beautiful way to uh, frame relationships. So many of us go through relationships and we're like, I don't know, I just hate her or I hate him. Yeah. And I feel like we're gonna break up soon. And then again, boom, boom, turmoil, explosions. Yeah. And you're like, she was the worst, he was the worst. Yeah. And we do that yeah. so much, even as we get older. And, and even when we're married, we just fight and fight and not mm -hmm. realizing that it's exposing, it's revealing. That's right. It's You that's said right. reveal to heal, right? Yeah, that's right. So all of it starts coming on the table. And what a beautiful story about, you know, your husband, because I can see that. Yeah. And isn't it crazy that a man, right, supposed to be standing tall and tough, just wanted to be loved and, yeah. and made time for and feel special. And if he were to share from his defense, because oftentimes we've got these protector parts, the defense and then the vulnerability underneath. And if he were to share from his defense saying, you're too busy and starting to blame me, I would have removed myself from the situation, which was further away from what he deeply desires, which is connection. Right. And so his willingness to be a man and be in his vulnerability, I'm like, I'm attracted to that and I lean in and I can hear and I can help love him and connect with him in the ways that he was deeply desiring from his courage to be vulnerable, from his strength to go there. But most people hang out in these defensive protector parts because it's vulnerable to go there. And yet that vulnerability is what leans in. That's what helps us receive what it is we really want. So most of these fights were coming from our protection. That's right. Back and forth and back and forth. That's right. And at the end, we're even more distanced than before. Yes. Not even getting close to what we want. That's right. So it really takes us to stop and go, okay, okay, what am I really feeling? You know what? I actually feel really vulnerable. Hey, listen. I feel like you're super busy, but my dad was busy and I feel like my heart, you know, yeah, yeah. It, approaching it like that. Or even like, I'm scared that we're drifting apart and ah. or I feel vulnerable about this. Mm. And when we feel safe to have those vulnerable conversations, because not everybody will, you know, merit that kind of conversation, but in intimate relationships, yes. And because, and often when you start to realize that the very strategies we use to avoid something actually creates what we're trying to avoid, it's a game changer. Right. We're like, wow, I'm actually trying to avoid feeling uh, left alone or um, abandoned. And so I create this defense so that I, I'm like, I judge you, you're too busy. And then I actually create the abandonment or the sense of rejection. And then you feel it then you even feel more. It. That's right. Isn't it, isn't it funny how the universe body, whatever it is working and shaking things up so it can come up to the surface so yeah. you can feel that like, hey, yeah. whoa, I'm actually scared to be alone because yeah. this reminds me of this, this moment. So you're saying the really the touchstone of a strong relationship is being able to go past the protectors and go into vulnerability. Yes, the, the methodology that I've designed is awareness, acceptance, aligned action. 
So in this situation, becoming aware of what my childhood triggers or unmet needs were taking responsibility for that, learning to presence those parts of myself or do it in relationship if that's available as well. Yes, and not just one. And then moving forward with aligned action, being able to speak the vulnerable truth, Mm. you know, to say, I love you and I'm scared we're drifting away. And so then taking action from there. I feel so empowered right now. (laughs) I feel like I I feel like I I feel very informed and I feel like this because, you know, you know when like some people talk and you're just like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Versus like, I feel it. Mm-hmm. It, it. You know, for viewers and listeners, take a moment and see if you're feeling this conversation. You probably are. Yeah. If you're not, that's okay too. But see if you're feeling it in your body because mm-hmm. notice that truth. If you're in a relationship and you're just coming with this protection over and over, and then that is actually pushing away and creating the experience that you're trying to not have, mm-hmm. just connect those dots and moving in with more heart and vulnerability. But it's about the safety, right? Like you have to feel that your partner, if I'm coming vulnerable, my partner's not gonna be like, oh, look at this, he's not a man right now. He's look at him, this is not- That's their protection, that's That's their their vulnerability. Cause maybe they they were told that, you know, men shouldn't be vulnerable or my vulnerability isn't okay. And then they project that onto their partner. But the safety is everything. I've been doing this work for 20 years now, and it comes down to safety. In any way that we want to heal, there needs to be that foundation, safety Mm. 100%, because then we can go deeper. Mm. Why do people always, this is, oh, I was here after breakup. I lost myself in the relationship. I wasn't myself. Yeah. You know, uh, what, what happens in the relationship that we just begin to like, pull away like the things that we do for ourselves or the things that we embody that like mm-hmm. make us really radiant and happy. Mm-hmm. What happens there? I have never said that. And so I think that that may just be certain people's tendency to conform, to make right. it work, but you really want to be in integrity with your own truth. Yeah. And you don't, you don't need to you know, chameleon yourself. I think there's a healthy compromise and communication, yeah. but you can stay true to yourself and be in a beautiful, uh, connected, heart-opening relationship. Mm, okay. That's that easy. That's yeah. easy. Just, just like have <laughs> so the integrity with the yourself, pattern, know yeah. exactly yeah. like where you stand and yeah. then don't let it go. Yeah. And maybe you, you unconsciously witnessed your parents doing that. And so then you right. thought, oh, this is what love is, or this is what I need to do. Because if we're not awake to it, we will just model what was imprinted about what I witnessed or caregivers when I was growing up. That's mind blowing. Uh huh. And so it's like, oh, am I doing that now? Parenting styles, relationships, leading my team—the same t- dynamics and the way I was, the way I was parented shows up in how I lead my team if I'm not conscious of it. Wow, it starts even coming. It's not even just it's loving everywhere. relationships. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. And that's why the work that we do is from the root is so powerful because then as you're as you're going at it at the core, then you're going to enhance every other relationship as a result. Right. Right? Everything go it, it's like an outfanning of like the root. That's These right. are the branches that are coming that's out. Right. But but a lot of us are like looking at the branches and being like, well, what do I have to do for this one and this one? Like, yeah. oh, that's another I gotta pay this person, I gotta go to this person, I gotta go across that there's a new that new therapist, a new it's like, whoa, whoa, hold on. Yeah. Is you, first of all. Yeah. Let let's go back to you. Yeah. And and that in that root that we're talking about. So, you know, on your Instagram you have this post that said stress is a symptom. Yeah. And everyone it says I'm stressed or stress is the number one killer. Stress, 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 stress. How do you define stress? And what does that even mean that it's a symptom? Because you're implying that there's something deeper. Yeah, yeah. Stress is just wanting to be in the future and you're resisting the moment to some degree. And so like overwhelm, I think it's feedback to get present 
right? So we are stressed out or overwhelmed because we're so in our minds rather than dropped in. And sometimes people are afraid to slow down because they're afraid of what they'd be confronted to feel if they did slow down. And so helping them know how to transform the energy, the feelings, question the thoughts, actually empowers them to move beyond it. But stress is just a symptom of fear. And it's just projection of the future. And, and uh, you know, it's not bad, but it's a symptom. So we don't want to treat the symptoms. We want to treat the root. the root. And the root, I would say, really is around identity always. It's like, if I think I'm not worthy, if I think something's wrong with me, then I will try to prove my worth by doing X, Y, Z things. Right. And I'm exhausted. And then, you know, then I feel overwhelmed and I'm stressed versus knowing my wholeness or ironically discovering that as I embrace the part of me that feels unworthy, I instantly feel my wholeness. I feel worthy. Mm. And so the deepest root of that tree is identity. And not everybody's interested or available to do that kind of deeper inquiry. And so it's good to, to go at it from a branch rather than try to manage every leaf. Mm. And, and before we have that acceptance, th there's got to be an awareness that you're, you're like, showing up yeah. and and over stretching yourself because you don't feel worthy yeah right yeah. there has to be a, a moment is it do you like recommend people like looking at themselves and journaling or yeah. how do we just bring up the like okay wait hold on i actually don't feel worthy yeah well there's a i would identity is first so noticing that that's a story in the mind and that inadequacy is the feeling so all that's happening is I'm paralyzed with the story of, of I'm of not feeling good enough or worthy and the feeling of inadequacy. And so with a thought, you can always question it. Who is who is it that's feeling that's thinking this? Right. Oh, I'm not unworthy, but there's a thought that's unworthy. It's not me. That thought comes and goes. Right. With a feeling, it's about embracing the part of me that feels unworthy, that energy or that feeling. And ironically, as you embrace it, it, it moves through the nervous system, it moves through the body. And most people, I call it the paradox of transformation because most people are trying to outrun it, looking for the future, more success or the partner, or the body, the yeah. things, which leads to exhaustion. And I get it and I've, I've done it. And it's just feedback that we're coming at it from the wrong lens. And if we're willing to just slow down to presence the actual thing we're running from, we're free of it. Like the very thing that contracts us is the breadcrumb to our freedom. Right if we're willing to feel it. And we have to know how to feel something. So I talk about those, there's two patterns with feelings. There's indulging and there's avoiding. I saw that on your uh -huh. Instagram. And yeah. a lot of people play with, the avoiders think about their thoughts because they are scared of what would happen if they felt them. Maybe they would just, again, were never taught. But if postpone, if avoiding something worked, I'd be all for it, but it just postpones us feeling it. The other one is the indulgers. These are like the soul deep divers, the ones that are willing to really go there, but sometimes they think deeper is better. And then they, they're like on spin cycle, feeling something again and again. And so helping people like that do mindset work to wake up to what was the thought that's creating that feeling mm -hmm. helps them start to see and get greater awareness over it so that they're not just always needing to feel. It's like we do shadow work. We do this work so that we feel more vibrant and alive right. and connected. Right. And there's a time where, you know, it's not always easy, but because of learning the tools, life can get so much easier as a result. The, you got to write a book, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the, uh, when we, when we think about being in that shadow and it's like very uncomfortable, is that the reason why so many people never want to be alone and silent? They're always doing like, let's say the, the day is done. They're like, oh, 
finally I'm home and, um, well, I should do the dishes or maybe I should color coordinate in my closet. Yeah. What is my friend doing? Yeah, that's right. Is this why we're always in that doing? Yeah. Most of the time, I think we're avoiding, we're afraid to slow down because we think that we'll be, you know, instead of learning, getting a surfboard and learning to ride the, the waves, we'll get, we're going to get tumbled by it. Mm. And so if we slow down, we're, most of us are afraid of what we'd be confronted with. Right. And it's not scary. It's actually what you're avoiding makes it bigger. And so some of these tools are so basic and so simple and so powerful that, and I think of like this, this bank of this reservoir of unexpressed feelings from our past, what we weren't able to feel when we were younger, it's like this dam that starts building up. And so somebody starts doing personal development work and they're like, oh my God, I got to confront that. But it just is like you, you ego trip, don't try to confront your whole past in one setting, just right. do one simple thing at a time. And as you start to just take a little bit of the teapot, the lid off while it's it's like bubbling, it takes that pressure cooker off and it's more digestible. And then when you're reacting to a current trigger, it's just the current trigger eventually because that dam's been emptied out and it's not your past being triggered in the moment as well. Like to me, that's that's high performance. That's living more radiant. Right. That's feeling more integrated and like a beneficial presence in the world by leading with ourselves first. Mm -hmm. Heal thyself. Heal thyself. It's right there. Exactly. It's and right everything there. you stand for, empowerment, yeah. Yeah. which is us doing the work first, learning the, the tools. First. Because what I found is over the past three years, every single piece that I've been healing within myself yeah. has been, I can speak about it authentically. Yeah. And then people are like, wow, I'm going to do that. And they're like, wow, that really works. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like there's like this plan that's mm -hmm. been unfolding. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, my healing is equating to, you know, just this group of people that really resonates with it. Yes, yes. And it's really, it's beautiful. And then you're a model for another way because I think we've got this like consciousness of community. When you see somebody else doing something differently, they pay attention. Right. You know, it's like I was in a lab quest. I was talking to my certification students. I was in a lab quest getting my blood work done. And people in the lab quest, uh, <laughs> I didn't have an appointment, and but it felt like this group energy of againstness. This one man was, and this is not uncommon when I go, and there's different communities that do this. Sounds like the DMV. It's exactly the same. same. Energy. There's like somebody's looking to get everybody else riled up and right. upset and in blame and in judgment and against this. Yeah. And I didn't make an appointment. And so, and I've been there before. So I brought my computer. I knew what was going on. And he was, he got a lot of people in the waiting room kind of riled up and he looked at me trying to convince me. And I was like, that's not, and I, no against me, it's no judgment, but I was like, that's not my experience. Hmm. And it dropped and dissipated the whole thing. And somebody that was in the waiting room was like, I want to work with you after seeing that, didn't know who that was. But I'm, what I'm saying is that we can be a model for a different way right. if people are, as not only we do it for ourselves, because like there's nothing else I would rather do with my life than to live more open-hearted, open-minded, and to be a, an example as a result. So we do it for ourselves, yes, but we also do it for our communities to for say, sure. there's a whole other way to live here. And it can be easy and fun and freeing and vibrant and vibrant that's the word you use it yeah. really hit me i was like yeah. vibrancy yeah, yeah i like vibrancy and i love that we got to connect in that energy when we right. first met right yeah. right yeah. oh man we were we were just we yeah. were talking about it what what happens when someone goes in their body what's happening i feel stuck yeah. they're just like i don't know like i feel like i'm going through i just feel like i can't even sit down with myself we spoke about but like they just feel stuckness nothing is unfolding they don't feel vibrant they don't feel radiant yeah. there's just an iron blanket on top of them yeah. what's happening they're resisting the iron blanket and they're they're labeling the iron blanket as bad all right let's face it with all the toxins we're exposed to nowadays with processed foods pollutants and even stress 
our poor livers have been working overtime. If you've been feeling sluggish, bloated, or just overall rundown, it may be time to give your hardworking liver some extra love and support. That is where Organifi's Liver Detox comes in. This convenient little capsule contains a powerhouse blend of clinically studied superfoods. This convenient little capsule contains a powerhouse blend of clinically studied superfood ingredients specifically designed to remove excess toxins and improve digestion, promote healthier energy levels, and just overall liver health. Now, one of the key ingredients is artichoke leaf extract, which has been clinically proven to help detoxify the liver and digestive tract. Then you got the all-star liver protector. You heard of it, milk thistle, an herb that has been used for centuries to give your liver a big old hug. That's not all. Organifi's liver detox also contains dandelion root, one of my favorite ones of all time, which is loaded with vitamins and minerals to promote healthy liver function and digestion. And finally, Trafalia, an ancient Ayurvedic formula packed with antioxidants that has been traditionally used as a powerful liver tonic, one of my favorite ones too. So whether you're dealing with sluggish digestion, low energy, or just want to give your body's main detox engine a little extra love, Organifi's Liver Detox has your back. Just take one to three capsules at any point during the day to start supporting your liver's natural detox pathways. All of us need to be supporting our liver. If you want to experience the energy boosting, liver supporting effects of this fantastic formula, head to OrganifiShop.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. That is O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I shop.com slash DRG. So when, an, when that feeling of stuck comes up, let that be the point of your personal development work. Get curious, lean into that, that stuck energy. So if you're not trying to get rid of it and you just get curious and you breathe, so somatically you breathe into it. So as you start doing that, that brings the acceptance. And then you get curious and maybe images or insights or something gets revealed because you're not judging it. Um, just like a headache, most of us, we can get a headache and we think that we have a headache, but if you actually just drop into your head where you feel that pain and you get curious without labeling it and you just breathe into it, it starts to dissipate. hundred mm-hmm. percent. So same thing with the energy of stuck, change my relationship with being stuck and I'm no longer stuck. Mm. So I embrace, I embrace the sensation or that of the iron blanket. And ironically, it starts moving. I don't try to think that I should be somewhere else. We always think we need to know and have a plan. And, but it, ironically, when you just feel lost for 90 seconds or for a moment, you, you feel more found. Mm-hmm. And so it, it can, it can work in the most practical, mundane day-to-day kind of work. And, you know, we're not always going to be clear and that's okay. And there's a, there's a creative process for giving yourself permission and space to be exactly where you are. Mm. And as you do that, you soften it, you relax. And that's where I find that higher intelligence and insights and intuition reveal to you something better than your mind, your narrow thinking could have planned for. Mm. I, 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 I can see that and I can feel that on that because so many people say I'm stuck and they're not even realizing like I'm resisting the stuckness. Yeah. Or I'm identified with the stuckness. Oh, even that's even longer, I'm right? I'm stuck. Versus I am like stuck. stuck's here. Stuck's here. <laughs> even just the languaging the language can help goes change a long it. Way. Yeah. The and because identity is everything. So if it's if if I wanna if it's like if I say I'm a smoker, then the ego's like it kind of comes up with an identity around it. Yes, I'm a smoker versus I'm an athlete. You know, focus on what you want, not what you don't want. Right. I'm an athlete. It's like, yeah, I'm an athlete. The ego kind of uses that. And then you start running, you start working out. 
I'm right. healthy. Right. So you can use it for your advantage as well. I've been saying on the mirror, I'm a bodybuilder and I'm telling you I've been yeah. boxing and I'm like, whoa, where'd this muscle come from? Where'd this one come from? I've been getting in shape, yes. man. I'm feeling good. So do, so now let's, that moves into like manifestations. Yes. Does, that, does that language work? And what, is it magic or what's happening? Okay. So because we connected at a Joe Dispenza conversation, I think I should bring this in. So I, I love meditation retreats. I, I just find a lot of value in stillness. And I, one day before I heard about what he was up to one day, I was just sitting in meditation and I dropped in an image of something benign. I dropped in a tea bag holder. Um, it was like a heart shaped tea bag holder. And I just, I wanted to play an experiment with the universe and I dropped it in. I let it go. It had no energy on it. It was very neutral within 24 hours dropping in this image, somebody gifted me a, a flower shape tea bag mm -hmm. um, holder. And I have not received one since it's been maybe 14, 12 years. And so for me, it was like, oh, there's power in this to drop in an image in the quantum field. Yeah. This accelerates manifestation. So this is, a, and so I was, to be honest, scared of the power of it. And so I didn't share about it. I didn't. And then I found out about Joe Dispenza's work and I was like, oh, this man's like scaling this. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I think it's safe. I can play with it. But my experience is manifestation is so, again, identity is huge. If you don't feel worthy of what you're manifesting, your ego is going to create a set point. Right. And so either enhancing your sense of self-worth so that you can stabilize and receive all the beautiful things that you desire and want, or waking up out of identity. So feel, knowing that you are beyond worthy, like a deeper level, there's that feels more like the quantum field. Things are much more accelerated. But I like to play with manifestation after doing the acceptance work so that as I'm integrated and I feel a deeper sense of wholeness, psychologically or spiritually, as I feel a deeper sense of wholeness, then dropping an image in the quantum field, things accelerate. So that's where it's like from a clear slate versus if I have trauma or misunderstandings or like I'm holding on to something because I think I'm going to be better if I have this thing, right. then it's a, a bit weaker where it's accelerated from a clean place. Mm -hmm. And I think there's some science saying that if you manifest something from the, you know, this, this kind of intention of this or something better without a specific, you can be specific. There's different studies around specific manifestors or not, but really letting it go. I, I call it surrendered action, having high involvement, low attachment. Yeah. It does accelerate things because there's a universal flow that aligns better than we could have seen for ourselves. So bringing it back to partnership, if I'm like, I want this partner, but that's my that's my subconscious attracting the 95% trying to attract my patterns because that feels safe versus the 5% saying, show me life, show me what's for my highest good. Then something I may not recognize may be the best thing for me. Mm. So for me, I didn't recognize my husband when I met him. I was like, oh yeah, we're friends. And then one day it was like a light switch went on. I'm like, Emilio? And that, you know, they talk about in couples uh, counseling, it's like the deeper the wound, the stronger the... Um, the stronger the attraction, the deeper the wound. Right. Because it's the patterning. Right. And right. so kind of giving it up to say, you know, I trust whatever comes forward. Or if you are empowered to know whatever does come forward, I'm going to use it for my growth. I'm going to use it for my for my freedom. Then, yes, accelerated manifestation is so fun. Doing the shadow work and then dropping it into the field, knowing that you are all of it, or at least trusting what comes up and you're mm. good. So once you have a clear identity, right? Once you're like, okay, hold on, hold on this is sponsoring something that is not, oh my God, of course. And I accept it and we move through it. Really having that clean slate, like, oh yeah, no, I'm, pow I'm empowered, I'm yeah. powerful. And then 
when you begin to manifest, not having that full attachment to it, but sort of like, I yes, trust, trust, full, blind, unwavering faith yeah. that this is what's being created. Yeah. Like you said, low attachment, but high intention, involvement. involvement. Mm -hmm. That's the way to do that's it. That's right. Yeah. And if you want to enhance your identity, great. Because I think that's better than what most of us have been programmed with. And then the other option is just to question who you think you are. And as you open that, then to me, that's more the accelerated path mm. where you know you're all of it. And so nothing more outside of you could give you anything that you already are. Right. It can't even, it just, you already are all of it. So it's accelerated in that way, but it's, it's also magnified. And that's, that's so like contradictory because we like believe that if I want to manifest, and this is how sometimes it doesn't even work. I want to create and manifest this because mm -hmm. if I get it, I'm going to be more yeah, That's right. or I will be seen as more. Yes. So you have to come from the place like I'm good. Yeah. I'm whole. Yeah. Now I'm creating in this world. Yes. Yes. It, the come from matters. And you, there's going to be, sometimes it's mixed. It's like, yeah, I want this because I think I'm going to be perceived this way, but I also want this because I love it and I enjoy it. So right. sometimes it can be mixed and it's innocent. The parts of us that have been conditioned and programmed to say, buy this product and you, you're kind of like feeding on our inadequacies, right. but they're inadequacies of the ego. And it's so innocent. And when we can have compassion for the parts of us that have bought into those narratives. Ironically, we transform them and we wake up to what's beyond them. But my my path has always been by removing, letting go of who I thought I was. Yeah. Because it's a much more gentle process. It is. When you do it that way. That's right. Because you're not doing and trying to define and force who you are. You're just letting go of the pieces that have been programmed right. by other people through your life. Mm -hmm. Not even you, yeah. sponsored through even media. Like, yeah. oh my God, are you like, who are you yeah. at this point, yeah. right? We're 30, 40 years old and we're like, I feel like this is me, you know, like kind mm -hmm. of like I do this and this is me, right? Yeah. But we're so much more than that. That's right. Yeah. Oh yeah. No label could ever define who we are. Right. It's too limiting. You are priceless. Priceless. Everything. Yeah. Like you said, you are everything. Yeah, that's right. I've done enough mushroom ceremonies to know that I am everything. <laughs> yeah. I've literally heard you are everything. Yeah. You are. And I was like, okay, I'm everything. And I'm like, what am I? And it's like everything. <laughs> and I was like, thank you, mushrooms. Um, listen, we we don't have another hour. But if we did, there's I have a whole list in front of me. That means we have to come back for number two. Let's do it. And you're in LA. That means yeah. a, let, let's let it simmer in, in, in the body of everyone else. Yeah. Two, three, four months from now, you are back. And, and, we're, and we're just hitting it because I have so many more questions. This, we didn't it. even go through half of this. I love it. Um, first of all, where do people find you? Uh, for the therapists out there or whoever wants to work with you, mm -hmm. a training, where do, where we find that? Sure. And whoever just wants to work with you in Amazing. general. Thank you. Thank you for this. Yeah. It's so beautiful to connect with you and your community. Sure. So they can go to alissanobriga.com. This is where we talk about our training program for coaches. We certify coaches and therapists uh, as well as Instagram, alissanobriga. And this is a good one. This is a good one. You put out videos constantly and they have the titles. For people pleasers was one of them that yeah. I saw, yeah. you know, and I was like, okay, I was a people pleaser. I'm like, <laughs> what's behind this? Click all the boom, 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 hit us with all information. So yeah. that's really cool. Um, man, man, I told you, I felt it that we're about to blow something mm -hmm. off. I haven't talked about manifestation once on this show. Oh. I haven't taken this, and this really resonates with me because it feels really true yeah. in my body. And hopefully the viewers and listeners, they're feeling it too. Yeah. Um, but you are in your purpose and I see you as such an empowered woman, man. Mm. It's like, mm. I could tell you've done work because you're like, you're here and you're yeah. like this, but you're delivering from your heart, not from the ego. Mm. And that's the perfect balance. Mm. 
and um I'm happy to call you a friend. Thank you. I feel so connected to you the moment that I met you and I love your presence. Like you are also really here, which is so nice to meet in that place. Thank you so much. Yeah. And there we go. I listen over you, everyone.